What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I see things a little different. I am the Soul Chemical, and this is your Peacemaker episode eight review. As the season has come to an end, but we have been uh, graciously blessed for HBO Max to renew Peacemaker for a season two with James Gunn to return to write and direct. Um, I don't know where it will go. I assume that since Peacemaker will be in a untitled DC movie currently or maybe one we do know about after we saw the cameo um who knows uh I don't know where he's gonna be but uh I do the thing I like immediately first off from the season finale was how it had a, a level of finality to it it was really nothing left you know it just ended the story which I think was by design I don't think James Gunn knew if he was gonna get season two out of this um so yeah, but it's good news to know we're getting season two of it, and I wonder what they will explore. As in my opinion, the team was very much left broken, um, committed to each other, but broken. So let's get to it, guys. So program note: next week will be a very confused episode. <laughs> next Wednesday. I will talk about, finally, we'll get to some action figure talk. I will talk about and do a review on the, the figures I've seen so far from the McFarlane line of the Batman movie that comes out March 4th. So far, I have Catwoman, Batman, the Bat Cycle, and Riddler. As of right now, I don't think the Penguin is out. Um, because I do know there's more. I know there's the Penguin, the unmasked version of Batman, the unmasked version of Catwoman. I have yet to see those three, and I just ran into a excuse me, the Bat Cycle, like last week at some point in time. Um, I, that was the only thing I was looking for. Like once I seen a review on YouTube from a guy, I can't remember the channel, but once I seen a review of it, I was like, okay, I'm gonna get the Bat Cycle too. Um, so, anyways, we will get into that, but we'll also get into my expectations for the movie, and then the following week, which I believe will be the week. Or excuse me, the day before this, the movie comes out, we will talk about. Um, huh? Should I do it do you before? Interesting. I didn't think about that. Let me let me look at the calendar really fast. So next week is twenty third. Actually, now I think about this will be the episode right before the Batman comes out. So never mind. So we'll talk about my expectations as well. And it'll be a little bit confusing episode because I don't actually have any expectations. I'll explain that March 2nd. <laughs> Anyways, so first of all, I like the ending of it. I liked how you still just didn't have these people coming together. Um, mainly Abayo and um, Chris. Um you, you said a bunch of, I, I don't know what was going to happen here. They, they were very outmanned. Um, I'm trying to think about what I really feel about this. As a season, I feel it's a strong, strong season. Um, I remember the reviews I read. And as far as I'm concerned, nothing's ever flawless, right? Even if you think it's flawless, it's not. 
I feel like obviously there could be more action, but to me, I feel like they were so busy building upon each character and their connection with each other. And James Gunn, I don't know his history with his family, but if, it, he seems to have a thing with broke with, with with bad dads. So I don't know if he had one or not. Him and his brother. Um, however, I feel like his connection has always been family. If you look at his superhero stuff, um, so I, I love the connection stuff there. Um, so I guess lack 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 of action, but even in, to me, I feel like the, the the moments where action had to happen, it was um, very important for it to happen. It need to happen in that moment as we switch things up. Um, I, I guess my final thoughts on this, this episode in particular. I love how everybody had to come together. I love the foreshadowing of um, Amanda Waller and a bio talking and a bio like, can you call on the Justice League? And no one's going to be there in time, of course. So they have to go do it. And I love just how. Even though they they went and destroyed most of the butterflies, um, you you see uh, vigilante get laid out. You see hardcore get laid out. Like it looked pretty fucking grim. And I was sitting there like, well, we know they're not killing Peacemaker, but that doesn't mean they're not killing these people, you know. And by the way, side note, I had no clue hardcore in real life is James Gunn's partner. That's dope. Good good luck, James Gunn. You're the man. Um, Economos, um, I, I think if that, if I had a nitpick, that was one thing that was kind of like, huh, what exactly are they doing with him? Cause he isn't, he is one of those guys that's going to sneak up behind you. Um, and so I, I kind of like what they did with him, I guess, how he kind of just hurt himself and took himself out of the game at the same time. He was the one that had to hand, um, Freaking Abayo, one of the last Peacemaker helmets. And I do wonder how that's going to go now that Peacemaker's dad is dead. Who's going to give him his helmets or create his helmets for him? Um, I find it interesting. And, and the cameos in the final episode were just amazing, with the one being Amanda Waller. Um, I, I did like how Goff, who took over the the, the, the woman cop, um, ends up talking to Chris and they did build a connection and how um, she, you, I thought for a second, Chris wasn't going to destroy the cow and he ended up sending a bio who still had the torpedo helmet on through the cow, killing the cow. Then ends up killing the body of the Asian cop. I can't remember her name, a uh, woman cop and the person that was supposed to be on their side. And then you see at the very end, how golf leaves her and Chris just lets him live. Um, yeah, I feel like, first of all, Goff is now by himself, so you know for a fact that he's not going to try to take over, this this story is dead, you know, or done, or whatever, not dead, but done, dead, I guess, so for me, I feel, I, if I sound underwhelmed, because I'm just tired, <laughs> but I'm not, I, I liked everything I saw, um, like I said, it wasn't overcomplicated, it was just, how do I, I don't want to say dumb. It was just fun, though. It was just... You knew what you were kind of getting. I was surprised it was as short as it was. But to me, the show being as short as it was, the final show, for me, I kind of felt like 
it was to the point. It was what it needed to be. It didn't need to overstay its welcome. It didn't need these long monologues and 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 um, dialogue that was just like, why is it here again? You get what I'm saying? It just was there. Um, so yeah, I, I, that's, I think I think that's why I'm kind of light on what to say with even even then the humor was good and even then it was, it was telling like how when um you had economos who finally admitted dying his beard and how he was lazy and how um he didn't keep up with it and you just finally see i guess the payoff to him calling him die beard and how it was hurting him because it was deeply rooted and you see chris finally i think the last bit of ego come out of him and not just the last bit of ego come out of him, but the humility come out of him say, and then him saying, these guys are my friends, you know, and I don't want to hurt my friends. And that's the one thing he's been looking forward to. I guess the two things that I have questions on is the bomb still technically in Chris's head? And will they keep pulling at that thread or will they be able to remove it? And will we talk about it or just never mention it? And what is Judo Master's situation? Because he's not a butterfly. And he was clearly on their side trying to help them survive. And Goff made a good point saying how they're, they want to help the human race expand. The problem is you, gotta, you have to kill somebody in order to help them expand. So a murderer telling you, hey, I need your help. You know, it's kind of not a turn on <laughs> um right you know i i guess those are the two threads that i'm kind of curious because you see you see a final the, the decimation of the final battle and judo master with a hot cheetos which is apparently his thing um kind of crying i'm kind of sitting back like hmm interesting i wonder if that if he's going to be coming after them in next season plus they're Task Force X, air quotes, and doing air quotes, you can't see me doing air quotes. And Abayo uh, put her mom out there to the public. You know, so it's kind of just like, do they have support? Like, how is this going to work, you know? Um, to me, a badass scene was when Abayo finally unleashed uh, the inner fighter in her. And she went balls to the walls, killing everything. You know, that was that 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 was dope, you know. Um, and this was right after Peacemaker with the shield um, shot the shield. First of all, it's the scene where he shot the shield into someone's throat. Fire. Um, but yeah, it was it was very interesting, you know, and but I liked the finale to it. I like how it got to the point. Didn't overstay its welcome. And I guess my my true final thoughts are just, it was a good season. You know, it wasn't something to overthink. It was just something to take your mind off what goes on in the world and um, just fun, you know? And, um, yeah, I did get asked about why I didn't make a comment about the dad um, talking about uh, Peacemaker's bisexuality. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, yeah, who cares? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure some of your best friends that 
you see every day are bisexual, you know? So I, 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 I didn't care at all. Um, but let's talk about it. The final cameo was when the Justice League finally show up after everything is done. Peacemaker has hardcore in his arms. It's like, it's over now. Thanks a lot, you dicks. And the first thing I said when I first saw the Justice League, because there's only four of them. There's only the Flash, Superman, Aquaman, and um, Wonder Woman. The first thing I said was, well, we know it's not Henry Cavill. But I said, that's definitely Aquaman. That's definitely Jason Momoa. I said that. And I was, and I, I just, and that was the first thing I came on. And then um, I think Peacemaker said something to the effect of, you should stop fucking fishing. Sure, you would have been here. Then you see Jason Momoa say, man, I wish that rumor was not going around. Then you see Ezra Miller be like, well, it's true. And then all you do is hear uh, Jason Momoa be like, fuck you, Barry. Like, first of all, let's get this out of the way. I'm not surprised those two are the ones that actually did the cameos because they actually have movies coming out this year. Um, and this means they're canon to fucking Peacemaker, I would assume. Um, however, though, which that's a thread we can pull on. That's a thread we can pull on down the road. However, um, I guess for me, well, I don't want to put this. One, Ezra Miller clearly wants this his version of the Flash to be the Flash that is connected to everything. He just he said okay to everything. There's been no ego. I remember when Robert Downey Jr. was doing some show, some interview. It says someone said this was right after Samuel L. Jackson made an appearance on Agents of Shield. People thought, thank you, if we forgot, we we didn't forget. The MCU's connected to Agents of Shield. Don't try to fool me, because Samuel L. Jackson was on the very first season of the fucking show so anyways i remember rdj made a comment to the effect of that would be a lot of yellow tape and paperwork essentially that means a lot of money it's, it's clear that ezra miller he's not the star robert Downey jr so i'm not saying he is don't blow my head off however i feel like there is less of an ego there and more of let's get this thing going because when Greg Berlanti brought up to, I remember an interview with Greg Berlanti when he brought up how he got Ezra Miller. He said, he called Ezra Miller, said, hey, would you be down to do this and blah, blah, blah. But then he called Grant Gustin and said, hey, man, I want I don't want you to feel like you're getting kicked out. Like, or would you be down to do this scene? I wrote this specific scene for this to make that, like this to connect everything. And Grant Gustin was like, hell yeah, that's dope. And it was one of the dopest scenes. It was clearly. I have not thought about like my top 10 moments from the Arrowverse Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, thing. If I, if you guys want something like that, I can do it. We're far enough away from it now to where I could have it. Um, but that's either one or two. And I want to say, I want to say it's more, I, it's between that and Green Arrow dying. Because we knew Green Arrow was going to die. We didn't know when. And they shocked us with it being the first episode. Um... But either way, if I just put a gun in my head, right now it's one. Either way, I feel like he is just so connected to this character. And, and the same way The Rock is to Black Adam. They've been going through production hell with their movies for so long. Where it's like, shit, I have a chance to play this character right now. I'm going to play the fucking character. You know, so that was dope to have those cameos. And it sucks because it's funny because I was on YouTube. Because I, I watched the show as soon as I got home. I got home like four in the morning, right? 
and I watched Peacemaker as soon as I got home, just to avoid spoilers. And as soon as I finished watching, right before I went to bed, it was like five something in the morning. When on YouTube, there was a clip specifically of that last scene. And I immediately text like four people, watch Peacemaker, do not stand, do not go online, just watch Peacemaker. And everyone told me it's, it was ruined for him. I was like, told you not to get online, you know, um, and it sucks. It really does suck. But it was because it, it was a nice surprise. And obviously, the Jason Momoa one, he, he's connected to that character, too. We know we have Aquaman 2 coming out this year as well, which I'm looking forward to watch. I've actually never watched Aquaman 1 twice. Um, I don't know why. But I think it's kind of like the Shazam thing. I just never had the, the, the urge or desire to watch it more than once. Um, but this I, this is a strong start for DC this year. Like, DC has, like... Because like, we got to remember, Spider-Man came out last year, like, I think December 17th. It was just the hype went into this year. Um, however, this is a, the fact that this is the way that DC starting is strong. Like, Marvel doesn't start their year officially now until... Is is uh more it's coming out in March or May? It's in April, I think. So essentially, Marvel starts in April. But let's be real, Marvel starts in May with Doctor Strange. Um, let's just be one hundred percent real. With I guess I'm wrong. I forgot that Moon Knight comes out March thirtieth. Interesting. We will do uh, uh a origin story of. Uh, Moon Knight, by the way. Anyways, the point is, DC, this is a strong start for DC. A very strong start. And actually, I'm, what I'm thinking about doing is having a little fun. In like three or four weeks. Since we won't have much comment. Since this, this will be the first time we haven't had much comment, comment, co content for the Wednesday show. It will slow down the week after Batman because I record the review. Then we have like three weeks until um, Moon Knight four weeks something like that and so what i made what i'm gonna do actually is i was asked a question by john and esther he said hey um can you rank your dc projects not like all time but since the snyder cut started or you know man versus steel since zach Snyder took over and i didn't want to rank them or compare them because james gunn had so much freedom and the fact that he was able to get cameos from Momoa and and Barry, uh, Ezra Miller, like to me, I feel like those are things that fucking Snyder would have to say, hey, hey, cut your arm off, we'll give it to you. It's like, ugh. you know, I feel like James Gunn just had it easier, and they really want James Gunn to be happy. Um, but anyways, we will, I might just do an episode ranking in order from that movie on live action what i feel so we'll see we'll get to it so anyways um yeah my final thoughts was a strong episode i love the cameos at the end it was a very nice surprise very dope to see and the fact that they're in the, the, the show means that all the name drops and everything from the first minute where you have peacemaker just just completely dismissing and hating on aquaman to the very end where he just walks right past Aquaman. I would love to see Peacemaker and Aquaman now. To see them just go back and forth with banter. 
um, that was cool. And I feel like, and now we know they're all connected now. These three movies will be connected. Um, and now, and honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Peacemaker showed up in fucking Flash whenever that drops. Um, but that's cool to find another, all right, we're getting somewhere here. And everything needs to be connected, but these things are connected. Um, so I'm cool with that. Um, this was a fun episode. Watch it. I'm pretty sure everything's been spoiled for you by the time you hear this anyway. So, yeah, check it out. So, next week's show, we will talk about the Batman action figures from the McFarlane storyline. And we will talk about my expectations, which is a crazy thing because I have none for the Batman. And I will do my absolute best to explain how that works. So, I'm a slow chemical, a raspy slow chemical. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Um, I, a raspy slow chemical. Hey, you guys enjoy your week. I am out.